Let me go foot pull up our weekly would you rather. Do 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 not keep saving the would you rathers. <laughs> would you rathers is really I haven't had one where I was like, oh man, these are really bad. Um let me see here. Do, 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 when do, I feel like my newest TikTok can't get enough love, man. Oh my god, the drink chat. <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> hey, that's the question. You know what? We gon' Hey, we gonna roll with we gonna roll with some fellow media folks today. Is that not how Nori is, man? Let me let me ask you that because that was hilarious when he was like uh, signing Big Sean was the worst mistake or was the worst thing I ever done in my life. Hey, clap it up for that, man. That's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> Bro, exactly. What? Like, what are you on right now, dog? Like, you're 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 off a of bean, sir. But which one would you rather be on? The Drink Chats podcast or the No Jumper with Adam Twenty Two. Which one would you rather be on? Oh man! Oh man! You got to go with Culture Vulture, or you got to go with he gonna clap it up for the worst day of your life. What you? Which one you want? For my own personal interest. Oh oh! I'll throw in the third one for you: the Joe Button Pod, but the latest edition, not the one with Rory and Maul. That one is definitely cut. That's not even that's not, that's not even a possibility. For my own personal interest, I might go with the Adam 22 just because I feel like I might be able to go home with something. Oh, you're a sicko. Oh, you're a sicko. Oh, this man needs to be arrested. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Certain interested parties may want to click out of this. Might want to click out of facts over acts right now. Chris, <laughs> Chris, which one of the three would you would you rather be in, man? The no jumper, drink champs, Joe Bud Pop without worrying them all. I probably go no jumper. Mm, two no jumpers, go. y'all are y'all are wild boys, man. Y'all are wild boys. I man, I'm I mean not no lie. jumper does. My amount of clout you gonna get from no jumper is just like you know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. facts. That's fact. But honestly, though, I, I mean, clout just is is it comes with so much. Like, I made a tweet today breaking down the play, and it kind of blew up. And next thing I know, it's like a bunch of weirdos in my mention. Oh, you don't know what a reach block is. I played football for <laughs> seventeen years. Uh, like, I know the difference between a, a fast flow pitch and a power pitch. I know the difference. But anywho, um, if I had to, if I had to pick between the three. <sighs> Jesus, you're right. Joe Budden is definitely cut because, like, yeah, I'm not. Joe I, I, I'm just, bro. You 40 and wear a fedora, bro. I am not trying to be on <laughs> your show at all. G. Um, I, I can't do no jumper, man. I can I had to go and drink chaps. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like you might have to clap it up because my mom got cancer, but I don't care. <laughs> I live with that. I li- like. You know what I mean? How you get that job, bro? Cause, cause my mom had cancer. I needed one. Hey, clap it up, bro. Clap it up for them cancer cells, bro. Clap, clap it up. <laughs> Noriega, please, dog. He please. was clapping about everything, man. Bro, he's a sick man. He's a sick <laughs> T-Pain said, yeah, we didn't need to rock with each other no more because of a misunderstanding. Oh, clap it up, dog. Clap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold on. Let me pull my bifocals out. Let me make sure I. Get... Yeah, that don't add up, Noriega. Anywho, we got a we got a jam packed show today. I hope y'all are ready 
I hope that we we get some some good things going on today because we got so much show. It's gonna be tough to fit it all in in one episode, but we gonna we gonna try. We gonna try our best to get it in there. I mean, we got the NFL MVP odds. We got Chris. Chris was crying over that parlay last night, boy. He said Stafford done sold me up the river, down the river, <laughs> left of the river, right of the river. And we're going to see who the best teams are with a bunch of wins in the NFL. And um, I was told that the Wizards weren't legit. And yet here they are still playing some decent basketball. I'm just Cool's got the look, no look passes. They People saying it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we, okay. We got a lot I, wish we could, I wish we could show that, that Cool's film right here live. But a lot hey. of our audience listen. Hey, listen. I'll t- tell you this much. I I'll tell you this much. All I'm saying is my Pistons shouldn't have beat the Rockets because we want Chet Holmgren this way. All right, we want Chet Holmgren in 2022. Okay, so give me something to believe in, Pistons. I'm joking. K Cunningham is enough. You know what I mean? Getting a good player with him. Yeah. But anywho, that sounds like a good show to y'all. Sounds good to me. Perfect. All righty. Well, we got to get this thing rolling. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Gotten in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man of the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me. So, Kenton Gibbs. So, we got to start off with these MVP odds, okay? Because we're we're about halfway through the season, uh, a little over, actually. And the MVP betting odds right now, Tom Brady is the favorite. Josh Allen is right behind him. Uh, Tom Brady is plus 325. Josh Allen, plus 400. Kyler Murray, plus 550. Matt Stafford, plus 600. Dak Prescott, plus 700. Aaron Rodgers, plus 1200. Lamar, plus 1200. Justin Herbert, plus 1700. Pat Mahomes, plus 5000. Joe Burrow, plus 5000. So, first of all, who do y'all think will take home the MVP out of all these guys? Um, who do I think is going to take home MVP? I think the mm-hmm. odds are already correct. I think that Tom Brady is going to take home the MVP. Mm. It's going to be one of his last seasons. We already know that uh, Tom Brady is poised as a golden boy in this league, and they're going to make sure this send-off of his career is as uh, textbook and as pretty as possible. Um, so I believe that, that Tom Brady is going to win MVP, who I think should win MVP. Is gonna might be a shocker. Um, I know we were going to we were going towards Matthew Stafford towards the beginning of the year. He's kind of you know cooled off a little bit, even though he's still leading the league in yards. Um, Derrick Henry should be MVP. Oh, oh, you gotta explain that, big dog. You gotta explain that. Derrick Henry should be Derrick Henry should be MVP. The reason is looking at uh these these people at the top of of the of the odds if you're looking at Tom Brady if you're looking at Josh Allen if you're looking at Kyler Murray if you're looking at Stafford if you look at the weapons around them i think those these are all these are all elite quarterbacks these are all-time great quarterbacks but i think if you took those took them out of those positions and replaced them with above average quarterbacks i think these teams would still perform well with the weapons that they have if you took Derrick Henry out of that running back spot and put him with an average running back, the Titans wouldn't be making the playoffs. Well, he's out for the season now, though. I was just that, about that, to say. That's he's, true. He's out for the season, and the Titans still winning without him. They still winning without him. I'm and, shocked. And, and, and that's the perfect it, but... segue to my, to my pick. 
I don't see how Tannehill isn't even a candidate. Like, mm. how, how? How? He lost his main running back. He lost receivers. He is it, His lineup has been in and out, up and down. He didn't have any. He didn't have one starting receiver this year for two games, and the Titans are still leading. Mm-hmm. How is Tennant Hill not on his list? Also, dark horse, dark horse for comeback. The NFL do comeback player of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. Cam Newton, baby. We get into that later, but but anyway, back to MVP topic. I still think Stafford could do it. I think it's going to come down to this. Aaron Rodgers has to play without Aaron Jones for a couple games. Also, Aaron Rodgers has to play marvelous almost to win back-to-back MVPs because back-to-back MVPs in the NFL are rare. He already missed a week, so that's against him. Kyler Murray missed two weeks, maybe three weeks this week, so I think he diminished his chances of being the MVP because, yeah, the Cardinals sucked without him, but, I mean, he missed three weeks. Your, your stats not going to be there at the end of the season, you know. Uh, Mahomes, he's a far-fetched favorite. I don't think Tom Brady would get it for a couple reasons. Tom Brady's in the perfect situation in, in, the, in the Tampa. He has a great team around him, great defense. And to be honest, it's always – Tom Brady's always the leading – one of the leading candidates for MVP. He's always is. And he threw two picks to lose to the Washington football team this past Sunday. Back-to-back – Two picks and three throws. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Stafford Stafford has some interceptions recently, but I still think Stafford has a chance. Whoever wins that division, the Rams and Cardinals division, I think wins the MVP. Whoever wins that division. I'm going to tell y'all something right now. <laughs> I, think, I think, that I think, I agree with you, Josh. I think Tom Brady is going to get this one. Simply because nobody else is going to have the amount of wins or the uh, consistent success to get there. But, you know, Chris was basing his off who's played without who and who's lost who and all that. And I don't see if you're talking about who's made chicken salad out of chicken scratch. Is We're talking about anybody besides Lamar. I mean, what running back did they have that's healthy? What running back did they have that's – wide receivers – Rashard Bateman wasn't playing for the first eight games of the year. <laughs> Hollywood Brown could not catch a cold standing butt naked in Alaska on top of the icebox where Omarion Hart used to be. You understand? <laughs> you understand? That's like, facts. That's the reality. And we are still looking at a man that had his team or that has his team at eight and three. No, no, I'm sorry. Not eight and three. What is it? Seven and three? Seven and three? Come on, yep. dog. Come on. Uh, like to me, you can't. Really- I feel you, Gibbs. I feel you, Gibbs. But here, here's my thing with Lamar. I don't think that, like, you know, when it comes to MVP in the NFL, a lot of it has to deal with narrative, and a lot of it has to deal with the expectation they have on you. I think they already, once they saw the first running back go down with Lamar, the expectation was already okay. Lamar gonna have a hundred yards rushing, and he gonna have three hundred yards passing every game. Like that's that's a given. You know what I mean? I- and, so, and, and but that's but that's what I'm saying as far as like it doesn't make sense because imagine asking that of any other quarterback ever. Imagine saying, "Hey, Brett Favre, bro, um, Amad Green is hurt. Like, you gotta figure it out, bro. You gotta imagine saying, "Hey, Tom Brady, Corey Dillon out, so like we need you right. to carry the load for the running game too." Tom will look at you as I beg your pardon. 
I beg your pardon, <laughs> brother. You need me to lead the team in what? I can lead them to a win. No, no, no. We need you to lead them in rushing. Yeah, nah. Y'all, y'all got the wrong one, bro. I'll, I'll see y'all in Tampa. I, I ain't, I ain't doing this. So, I mean, honestly and truly, I, I really don't see a world where uh, Lamar is not the guy. If, if we're looking at who's asked to do what, no other players asked. Hey. If you don't rush the ball for 100 and pass it for 200, your team's going to lose. I, I don't remember any quarterback in NFL history being asked to do that much and being told, like, I mean, what do you want us to do? What do you? Right. The Dolphins were doing this thing where they had everybody up at the line of scrimmage, complete zero coverage behind them. And yet and still, Lamar's receivers could do nothing with the ball after the catch. There was two plays that I remember where their receivers broke one tackle and both of them got them in the red zone immediately after from just breaking one tackle. That's all Lamar's receivers had to do. One tackle. And they out. <laughs> and they couldn't do it. But they asked him to do it every play. The quarterback. Man. Get but on. you see, get on you see, but the thing is though, Lamar probably got the toughest schedule left. Like one of the toughest schedules left. He got a lot of division games he got to play, and I think he got to play a lot of those AFC teams that's, like, up there. Again, I I mean, that's strength in this case. I'm saying I think his odds are lower because they don't expect him to right. win those games. You know right. what I mean? I think we lost we, Gibbs. Yeah, I think we lost Gibbs. But, I mean... I, I definitely feel him, but at the same time, I just don't. Uh, Dak Prescott, another guy we got to talk about too, got you. He had one bad week, but the, the Cowboys been rolling this year, man. Let's the, talk about it, man. The Cowboys more of a collective. I don't think that Dak is in there because I think the Cowboys more been more of a collective unit this year. Yeah, it's like their defense and their offense clicking at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Like. If they have, they offense have a bad game, their defense gonna have a bad game. You know what yeah. I mean? And their defense looked scary good last game. Um, they three 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 interceptions. They took one of them back for six. The 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 Cowboys another team that's like Dak has lost a lot of weapons and still making it do what he do. You know what I mean? Yeah. He making CD Lamb look like an all star. Uh, well, not it's a Pro Bowler in football. Looking like a Pro Bowler. The 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 Cowboys is a team that. Actually, it could be scary this year. The I mean, NFC. I think it's just a balanced attack with the pass. That's the only thing that's hurting uh, Dak is the, is the balanced attack. Because if you look at his stats, Dak is like pretty much, besides yards, he's pretty much on par with the rest of the MVP candidates that we're talking about here. He's just about 1,000 I mean, yards back. I'll tell you what. That, that Josh Allen character, Bills Mafia, y'all are wonderful people. Love Bills Mafia. Y'all are great. But um, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I honestly and truly, and this is no this is no disrespect to the young man, no shade to the young man. I think he's a quality player. But when you look at everything that is around him, I kind of don't get it a little bit. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me why we're, like, screaming for, oh, he deserves MVP. Bro, this man, Stefan Diggs, made people believe Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Like that's to me. That's to facts. me, there is no greater accomplishment in in anything that any receiver can say that they did. Nobody can say Antonio Brown caught for a hundred passes and like twelve hundred yards and eight touchdowns for I want to say like six years straight. 
that to me is not as great of an accomplishment as making Kirk Cousins look like a legit quarterback, like a legit, we need to invest in him for the future quarterback. Because we see what the Vikings have gotten out of that uh, major investment that they put into him. So, (laughs) I mean. I mean, I honestly don't think Kirk Cousins is the worst of the worst. I mean, you could be stuck with a lot of worse options. You know what I mean? Like Matt Ryan is still the quarterback in the NFL. I'm not agreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that that this is a. I'll say it like this, okay? There, you can't tell me with a straight face like, oh, it makes sense that uh, it makes sense that that we're talking about Kirk Cousins as a, a borderline elite quarterback in in this year, not in this year of our Lord and Savior, 2020. Oh uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, maybe right. two years. Two years ago, I would say he was like. You know what I mean? Like, but, Kirk Cousins is like, mm, he, he could be, he could, a couple more strides, he could be a, a great quarterback. The Buffalo Bills defense has been so lights out this year, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. I mean, it is scary how good their defense has been this year. You name a statistical category, they lead in it by a mile. Least passing touchdowns allowed. They have allowed six. The next closest is eleven. They have 15 interceptions, which some teams are pretty close to that, but they lead the league in that as well. Uh, as far as rushing goes, they are allowing, I want to say, what is it, the fifth or sixth? Lead? No, no, no. They're allowing the 11th least touchdowns with seven, but the leader is only allowing four. I mean, like, at the end of the day, rushing yards allowed. Buffalo Bills are third. Uh, yards per attempt on the ground. Buffalo Bills are third. Like, there is nothing that you can really tell me, oh, this this defense above. Okay, so expected points contributed by defense. The number one team is the Buffalo Bills with 73.87. What do y'all think the next teams is? Just throw out a number. Give me something. What what would you give give me a guess? Any guess? Any you number. Say, you said Bill 17.7? No, no, no. The the amount of points that are added by the defensive value, okay? Yeah. 73.87 is how many points oh, the Bills well, defense added. What do you think the next highest is? Let's I would say 39.8. 39, 39, 41, something Okay, it's, it's closer to Josh. 52.73 is good for second. Third is 28.85. Fourth is 21.05. Fifth is 7.75. If you go five spots down, you're looking at negative 0.58. Wow. That is how good. A top five defense, you're looking at negative 0.58. The Bills are at 73. Yes, that's Like, people don't understand (laughs) how, when I watch that Bills defense, they do everything well. Ed Oliver has been amazing. Edmonds has been amazing. Micah Hyde on that back end has been amazing. And yet, the story is Josh Allen? What? Tredavious White. Who can get open on him right now? Who? <laughs> and yet the story is Josh Allen? Come on, dog. Come on. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a Josh Allen hater. I'm not a Josh Allen hater. He's, he's having a very good year statistically. He's having a very good year. But the fact that the Bills defense is not more of the story there, very, very interesting uh, to me. So, fellas, when do y'all think the next time is that we'll see a non-quarterback win this award? Because I want to say quarterbacks have won this award uh, at least the last five, six years. So, how, how, when do you think the next time we'll see a non-QB win it? 
Um, the last time a nine QB won was 2012. Ah, nine years. Yeah, Tough. which was Adrian Peterson. Tough. Lord Jesus. That I knew AP it was, was AP. I just didn't know what. Yeah, I didn't know what. That AP did. was different, boy. So when when do you think is the next time we'll see a nine quarterback with it? Because we got Peyton, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Lamar, and Aaron Rodgers last year. So when is the next time we're gonna see a nine quarterback? I honestly think we might be looking at about about five six years. Because mm. I think the mm. only position that could possibly win it outside of a quarterback would be a running back. And with with the injury to Derrick Henry, I don't think there's a running back in the NFL that's going to be able to win that award. And Derrick Henry's not going to be able to do it simply because you're coming off of, you're a running back and you're coming off of an injury. Well, so, I'll say this: if if now this is just me doing some quick simulations in my head. If Aaron Rodgers really does lead the Packers next year, and let's say they trade him for uh, who's a quarterback they could actually realistically trade him for, if that makes sense. Let's say he goes to the 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just hypothetically say that. Jimmy Garoppolo goes over to the Packers, currently constructed, right? They still have Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones? Could 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 be scary because Aaron Jones start this season off. He was looking like number one back in the league, right behind Derrick Henry. So. I, I'll tell you this for for me, um, I don't know when. I I think we're a, a decent ways off, but I think the only thing that is helping out the non quarterbacks is that some of the quarterbacks that are currently actually no. No, now that I think about it, it's it's gonna be tough. Ooh, man. Christian McCaffrey's another one that he could oh, put up it. so many crazy oh, numbers. It. Like <laughs> his number I'm saying his numbers That's would be good. so crazy where he would be in the conversation. Cause like can he, McCaffrey, can he finish the season? Is he is he off? Yeah, if he it, can stay healthy, if he I, can stay healthy. Right. Let, let me tell you, didn't y'all make a joke about people aging like running backs before this? Like yes, we did. honestly and truly. <laughs> honestly and truly. And you know, I was thinking about this after Josh said uh three to four four years that would put you at like none of the running backs that are currently in the league will win it you're not looking right at yeah eight. nobody in the league is, do, is doing it alvin Kamara is gonna be too old uh saquon barkley we already starting to see his body kind of fail on him repeatedly um nick chubb maybe mm, nick chubb is a powerful runner i'm not sure if that's gonna be there in four years that's t- you're thinking like B. John Robinson out of Texas or something like that. Like that's that's tough. You're looking at a, a decent ways off. I yeah. agree though. I agree. And somebody um Retro Cap said that Aaron Donald should have had it one of those years. He absolutely should have. He absolutely yeah. should have. There there was video of this man getting triple teamed and still making a play. And I said, you know what? Y'all don't understand. He's getting triple teamed by the best offensive lineman in the world. Like like, this is not like he's getting triple teamed in high school by, like, right. two guys that are going to be accountants and one that's going to be a bouncer at, like, the, the local nightclub. Like, no, he's getting triple teamed by three guys who are never going to work again after this. And, like, I he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I definitely think it's out of the question for a defensive player. If Aaron yeah. Donald couldn't do it, yeah. I, there's yeah, no way anybody happen. else doing it. As a defensive yeah. player ever? Um, I don't think a defensive Deion, player Deion, didn't he? Oh, LT won, right? Like in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Lawrence Taylor was in the eighties. Wait, did he? I mean, look. I'm not sure about that. I'm not. Ah, he did. Eighty six. Lawrence Taylor won. Eighty six. Lawrence yep. Taylor won in eighty six. But I mean, even even since then, like I don't. Again, the year that uh, the year that 
what is his name? The year that Michael Strahan broke the record for most sacks in the season, he didn't get it. Right. You know what I mean? So what what's the odds? What's really like you're looking at a tough situation there. You're looking at a real tough situation. So, fellas, I know that we did this last week, but we're going to bring it back one more again, and then we're not going to ask this until the end of the season. What is the most surprising thing in the NFL so far that you've seen this season? Anybody who wants to start? I'm going to go ahead and segue it into into this next segment because it's one individual thing that I saw that I had never seen uh, watching football over the course of the past. I haven't watched football at least 15, 16 years. Um, the overtime of that Lions and Steelers game. Oh, I've never saw oh. two professional teams in sports have, have less of a desire to win a football game. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. I'm going to tell you, that game was really hard to watch. Like, that game was, like, legitimately, like, hard to stomach. Like, because it... The part that that really killed me was we were leading in like the middle of the third, toward the end of the third quarter. Yeah. And Golf had only thrown the ball 11 times. I said, bro, what? You're a professional, dog. Like, he should only throw it that many times. Have you uh, seen that many? And that's the sickest part about it. That's the sickest part about it. It's like, it makes sense. It really makes sense. But it's it's like that TikTok. (laughs) It's a good joke. A great joke, even, but I need you to stop. <laughs> anyway, like Jared Goff being an NFL quarterback, it's a good joke, a great joke, even. But Lions, <laughs> I need it to stop. I need it. I, I need it to end, terminate immediately. Uh, Chris, what, what's your what's your surprise, man? The NFC least, man. That division actually is kind of scary this year. Hmm. Like, mm, like, like every team in that division is solid this year, right? Legitimately. I like it. I like it. You know what's crazy to me? When when you look at the NFC East and you think like right when you think you got it figured out, they're like, LOL, no, you don't. Like we all knew, like, oh yeah, yeah. The, the Washington football team is bad this year. Like everybody's kind of figured out Chase Young. The the defensive line ain't really what what we thought it would be. And and Troy Apke is a terrible defensive back. We don't know why he's on the field other than the fact that he runs like a 4-2. But we were thinking to ourselves, oh, we got to figure it out. And they said, oh, word? Hey, Bucks, y'all said y'all the number one in the NFC? Come here. Let me show you something real quick. Like, what? <laughs> it's craziness. It's craziness. So the NFC East has been it, it has been full of surprises. I think the only thing that that is not surprised me at all about the NFC East is the Cowboys running away with it. Um, right. Because I think we all pretty much knew, like, hmm. The Cowboys are they they're better than everybody else. They like just man for man, word for word, bar for bar, they're better than everybody else here. So So I'm gonna tell you this. My biggest surprise out of this year has by far been and and listen, again, I don't want nobody to come for me after this, but I know, I know it's gonna happen anyway. What's going on in the AFC West? What's going on? These teams have collapsed like nobody's business in like the course of three weeks. Like, yeah, very true. It, it looked like, yeah. yo, like the Chiefs are dead in the water and all these other teams in the AFC West are now coming up. And then next thing you know, Teddy Bridgewater is like, hey, watch me throw a pick and not try to tackle, bro. <laughs> I got something crazy for y'all. I mean, the 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 Raiders... Y'all, the Raiders are having problems that, like, you could never, in a million years, you could not, like, 
you what are what are the betting odds? Chris, you're the betting man. What do you think the betting odds would have been that like the coach gets fired midseason while they have a winning record and your star receiver gets kicked off the team all at the same time? What would have been the odds for that? Like what? One in five thousand, seven thousand, something crazy like that? No, for you lose your coach, it'd have probably been like seventy five hundred. Seventy five like, for both of those to happen. Seventy five for a coach and a star receiver and a coach of a team that is winning the division at the time. Man, you like the Raiders are a very snake bitten franchise, and you know when you hear about some of the things that go on with that team, you're like, ah, eh, makes sense. Makes sense that they're very snake bitten. And somehow we all said the Chiefs are dead to rights. And guess who's in first? Guess who's leading that division now? Well. I can't believe they, it. they finally been the team we thought they was gonna be. Mahomes look excellent, but that's the thing. They they still look bad before last game. Because don't get me wrong, Mahomes looked excellent last week or this Sunday. Before this they Sunday, they look great. They've looked bad even in their last two wins. And you're like, oh, well, they're winning at scoring an average of 13 points. They're not gonna be able to beat the Raiders. They said word. <laughs> Okay, hey, come here real quick, <laughs> let, let me show you who's still we king dingling in this division. All right, y'all are not you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. So that's just that's something to, to be worried about there. But now we're gonna go from talking about a division that's just trash to all of the best in football. All right, now I'm we're gonna play a game of rank them for all of the best teams in the league, and we're gonna go by the amount of wins that they have. All right, so eight wins we've got the cardinals we've got the titans we've got the packers chris i'm gonna start off with you on this one rank them one through three cardinals titans packers i'm gonna go packers cardinals titans mm, mm, okay 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 you want to you want to give any explanation of that or you want to throw it over to josh well i think man rogers is still the most talented quarterback in the nfl like get off the bed throw the football definitely probably the best ever um, mm-hmm. And you combine that with um, his Devon, him and Devontae Adams' connection. Don't think it's a better connection in the league. They both were the only two players on Madden that was 98-99 overall on one team. Um, that and that that doesn't mean anything. But what I'm, I say that to say is just the chemistry they have together is so crazy that teams are like, can we get both of them in a package deal? Like that, that's right. a, that's crazy. Um, then the Cardinals, I'm not sold on Cliff Kingsbury. I didn't heard all Gibbs horror stories about Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you see the way the Packers beat the Cardinals, you will see that if Kyler Murray wasn't so athletic, you will see why Cliff Kingsbury gets slandered by Gibbs so much. Because Kyler really saves that team a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And then the Titans, without Derrick Henry. I just don't think they got enough firepower down the stretch. They got a few receivers that are in their older years. And then Tannehill is a solid quarterback. He's not a Kirk Cousins, but he's not an Aaron Rodgers. So that's why I put them last. Okay. All right, Josh, what you got? Who you who how you gonna um, rank them? I'm going Cardinals, Packers, Titans. Mm. I'm going Cardinals okay. one, regardless of the, the Cliff Kingsbury horror stories. I think it just comes down to a matter of uh, talent. I think when it comes between those three teams, it just boils down to the Cardinals having the most talent top to bottom. Um, the Packers are, of course, second because when you got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you're always going to be a weapon. And honestly, the ranking would have been, if they had a healthy Derrick Henry, it would have been Cardinals, Titans, Packers. But without Derrick Henry, is I don't see a big light at the end of the tunnel for Tennessee. Okay. Um, you know, 
I'm, pl- I'm placed in a very perplexing position here, okay? I'm placed in a position that I, I never really want to be in in life, okay? Because the Titans, I don't know how long they can sustain this without Derrick Henry. I just, I, I don't know. And so, for that reason alone, they got to be third. Like, they're, they're playing very good ball. And by the way, Justin Simmons, oh, my God, mm, master class in defensive line play. When I watch him, he's always in the right position. He's Aaron Donald is not a master class in defensive line play. He's he's what what happens when like you throw an animal on the field that like he can do whatever he wants and he just figures it out every time. Right. But Justin Simmons is always in the right position. His hands are always right. He sl- shocks and sheds how it needs to. Th- oh my guys, it is getting me excited. It gets, <laughs> you know, you know what what Kevin Garnett said about them young boys running and dunking. Him playing defensive line does that to me. Pause. Anyway. With that being said, um, the, the the Titans are playing great defensively. But, again, I, I don't know how much I can say, like, uh, I can trust this team um, without it. So, the next team that I have to go to after the Titans, I'm, I'm stuck in a position where I got to put either Cliff Kingsbury or um, Cliff Kingsbury or Aaron Rodgers first. And that's that's never a good, good time for me. It's just never a good time. Uh, but – I think that the Packers have more or less figured it out, um, and so I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put Kyler Murray and the Cardinals a second. But I'll tell you this: both of these teams are as quarterback dependent as I have ever seen a team in my life. Both of those teams are one injury away from being bad, horrible teams overnight, overnight. And don't get me wrong, Colt McCoy did some good things in relief of, of Kyler Murray. Uh, in the first game that he played off the bench, but whew, that Jordan Love kid, whew, whew, it's, he needs some time. He needs a little more time uh, before he, he gets ready. Sure. Yeah, and I, I was worried too because we remember what happened last time the Packers had a legend and they drafted his replacement while he was still there. I was worried. I said, not again. <laughs> please, right. come on, Carisha, please. Yeah. But I think we all right with that Jordan Love kid. Uh, so, yeah, the Cardinals, this is nasty. They play really good ball. Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons are two amazing linebackers. They There are a few linebackers that are actually sideline to sideline. Those two are it. They personify that. I mean, Isaiah Simmons runs, what, a 4-4? Like, that man, is he's a freak of nature like the rest of us. And that's not even mentioning Buda Baker and, and your Brian Murphy Juniors and all that. They, they've got they got some ball players. J.J. Watt up front. Uh, Jamie Collins as well. They got some ball players. They got... Not Jamie Collins. That's not Jamie. That's not Jamie Collins. John Bones Jones' brother Chandler Jones. That's who they got up front. It, that that whole Jones lineage, boy. I'll tell you what. That I know that plantation was busting. Anyway, they got um, some. Uh, they got some weird tactics. Some weird training tactics in that family, but it worked. So uh, well, we ain't, we ain't talking about that right now. All right, we ain't talking about that. But anyway, uh, yeah, the Packers look like the most complete team, honestly and truly. Um, aside from, of course, starting quarterback going down. They've got a little bit of everything. They got a corner that I think is is one of the best in the game. Uh my my brother, my dear brother in the bond, Zaire Alexander. It's it's not too much that uh Jair can't do. I don't know why I said a Z. I don't know what's going on with my words today. Anyway, Jair Alexander is he can match anybody in man to man like nobody's business. Um and you've got both of the Smith brothers coming off the edge. Kenny Clark always gonna do good things defensively. A guy that Chris said could win MVP, Aaron Jones. They've got a lot of weapons. Devontae Adams, yeah. they got weapons. They got weapons. At the end of the day, you can't beat that with a stick. That's just the reality there. So, those are my teams. Now, seven wins. 
Rams and Cowboys. Who you got a one? Who you got a two? I'm gonna go Rams, Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Why why do you have the Rams in front of the Cowboys? Because the, the Rams thinking. been looking shaky. The no, Rams been looking thinking. shaky. What you what you thinking? You gotta explain this to me. Listen, listen. The talent is why. Uh they lost Robert Woods, which hurts, but it added Odell. Cooper Cup leading the league in touchdowns. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott, a lot less talent in his division. It's tough. It's tough. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go around slight edge just because of their defense. Their defense is crazy good. And it hasn't even got started yet. The Cowboys defense is at its ceiling right now. Let's see how long they can contain that. You know what I mean? Or keep that going. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go based off the defense. Offenses match up pretty well, but the defense on oh, the Rams is blowing theirs out of the water. Okay. Okay. Josh, what you thinking? Uh, same here. I'm going Rams. I'm going Cowboys. And it's just a matter of boiling down the talent. Um, if you look at every key position, um, the, except for running back, the Rams almost got that. They just picked up a lot of pieces. It's like the Rams are in a position to like we're gonna go all out. They're trying to go with the super team route. Um, the Cowboys look good. I think um, long term. They're a better team, but right now, I just think the way that the, the Rams are built, that they're it's got the slight edge over the Cowboys. Yeah, also, the Rams are win-now mode, too. So, like, a right. lot of their moves... Super win-now mode. Yeah, a lot of their moves is going to make them a better team, regardless. Well, I guess I got to be that guy. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> How about them Cowboys? I, I think that the Cowboys are the better team only because they have more chemistry. That core has been together for, like, forever in a day. Like there's true. there's not a single player out of their core group that you're like, oh, this guy hasn't been there at least two years. Like there's not not a single one. Diggs was there last year, even though he was a rookie. Even though he gets burned sometimes, he takes away the ball a lot. That's all you need him to do. Uh, or that's what you would want him to do if you are going to get burnt from time to time. So, I mean, that's the reality there. That front seven, when you're looking at what they've got out of uh, Randy Gregory, which you, when you're looking at what they got out of Demarcus Lawrence, they got good things going there. The linebacking core, Micah Parsons is different. He can play every linebacker position in a way that I have not seen. And we mentioned him earlier, a Lawrence Taylor type of guy, but even with LT, I'm not sure that I would want him in coverage the same way I would Michael Parsons. So, I mean, that's a guy that he can do a little bit of everything. And then uh, after you get after you get past that, you got to go to the offense, a receiving court that some people have compared to, which I think was blasphemy. Still, uh, the big three <laughs> people compared Amari Cooper, CD, and Michael Gallup to uh, the big three in Miami. Again, still blasphemous, but they're a very good three. They're a very good three. Uh, and you've got Dak Prescott delivering on the ball. You got Zeke Elliott and, and Pollard running the ball. They're they're good. They're, I think that they're a, a better team only because the Rams have more talent. But what people for, tend to forget about football is that football is the ultimate team sport for a reason. Like, yes, it's about your, your Larrys and your Joes, not your X's and your O's at lower levels. But once you get to the NFL, it's rare that you see like a roster that is like completely devoid of talent. And yet somehow the Lions still found a way to do that. Good job, guys. Um, <laughs> so, like, at the end of the day, you're looking at a very talented roster with a lot of chemistry. I got to take them over a roster that's slightly more talented with absolutely no chemistry. Like, at the end of the day, 
if they played in a game in the a- NFC Championship, right? Odell would have been there for what? Ten weeks? Yeah, nine weeks. Yeah, like that's that's just the reality there. So you know that's that's what I got there. Best team of six wins: Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Bucks, Chiefs, Pats. Rank them. I go Bills, Ravens, Bucks, Chiefs, Pats. That's mm. a tough one. That's a tough Ooh, one. Oh yeah, that is a tough one. That is a tough Bill, one. Bill, I'm gonna go Bills, Bucks, yeah. Ravens. Okay. Chiefs, Chiefs, Pats. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. All right. And reason it, reason it. Bills, obviously, uh, they got the they got the, the Larrys, not the Joes. Um, the Tampa Bay, I'm not really sold on them as much. Uh, they are older team and they are dealing with a lot of injuries and COVID going on yeah. down there in Tampa. They got fat um, and happy off that Super Bowl. That's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of like half stepping. I don't like that. Ravens don't even have. They just released Le'Veon Bell, so I'm pretty sure they're gonna have open tryouts tomorrow at the at the stadium to see who's gonna be running. That. Hey, don't um, Baltimore. I'm on the way. I know y'all need a short yardage back. I am on the way, Baltimore. Don't worry about it. I'll be there. I'll be there shortly. I'm lying like hell. Y'all do not want a 300 pound back. That's not what you need in your life. All right. Anyway. I mean, the options. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. The other two, Pats and Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs only so low because they they also another team that's like think they could just play football one half of the of the game and be a, a, yeah. a, a great team. Right. And then the Pats still a young team. They got a few older veterans there. They got Bill Belichick. They're gonna be good in the long run, but right now they're not. They're not in the category with these guys. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm gonna jump in here because I think the worst. The worst team of this group, I for sure think, is the Patriots. I think they got a bunch of fraud wins that are like, eh, come on now. Like, eh, that doesn't really count. But anyway, um, the worst team is the Pats. Next worst, Chiefs. I got the Chiefs because I think that the worst thing that could have happened to the Chiefs happened. The AFC West was bad. Because the AFC West is bad, they're now back in the front of the division while playing really bad football. Right. That is the worst thing that can happen. Success when you're not doing it the right way, when you're cutting corners, when you're doing whatever you want to do, worst thing that can happen to your team because you never have to learn, oh, I have to do it the right way in order to gain success. Next worst team, I got to go with the Ravens. I mean, other than Lamar Jackson, what do you have? Seriously. Defensively, you're awful. You're, you're, you're awful defensively. Awful. <laughs> Just god-awful. Uh, offensively, again, outside of Lamar, what do you have? I think Bateman has looked very good for a rookie. I, I think that, like, uh, Jamar Chase is kind of like – Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have reset what we expect out of rookie receivers to where, like, we look in that receiver like, hey, bro, if you ain't scoring 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards in your rookie year, you buns. Bateman has had a very good rookie season for him to just be coming out a couple weeks ago. So he, he's been all right uh, as far as the eye test goes. But the next team after that, I got the Bucks, and this the Bucks slightly adds the Ravens for me. Like it, the the Bucks, they really have gotten fat and happy off that Super Bowl. It just everything seems a step slower. Everybody just seems a little worse than they were last year. It just doesn't doesn't feel good there. Uh, the Bills again, that defense is out of control. That defense is nasty. Yeah. 
I mean, they swarm to the ball. They are fundamentally sound. The biggest thing that I see a lot in today's NFL football, which is a little surprising, the amount of just flat-out busted coverages. Like, the amount of times where, for whatever reason, it'd be a really basic route concept, and, like, the corner is like, oh, yeah, I got this flat. And everybody's like, sir, it's just cover three. You have a deep third of the field. <laughs> and it's like, bro, you're getting paid millions. How do you miss that? The Bills yeah. don't have those. They do not have those at all. So, that uh, uh, elite defense, good offense. They've got enough to for me to be the best. Uh, Josh, what you got? Um, oh, I, I know when it comes to the sports shows, you would want us to disagree or have some kind of discourse. But mine is pretty much the same. I got the Bills at the top. Then I got uh, then I got the Bucks. Then I got the Ravens. Then I got the Chiefs. Then I got the Pats. All right, all right, and, all right. Yeah, oh, this is not not much of an explanation. That it's just a matter of the Bills are at the top because of that defense. It's just a matter of talent until you get to the Chiefs. That's a matter of effort because they definitely have the talent there. And then the Patriots have just happened to you know Mac Mac Jones got a, a horseshoe in his pocket or something like that. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. So we're gonna go five below. Just give me your best team with five wins or less. Best team in the league with five wins or less. Uh, I would go Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course you would. Of course you would. I, I mean, if you if you, you think about Sunday? it, the reason is there. The reason is there. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't playing, by the way. We had Rudolph. Mason Rudolph sucks. Uh, I want him. I want him arrested, and I want him to be brought up on charges. I want him brought up on charges of fraud as an NFL player, and I want him to his highlight tape from college. I want them to review it and make sure it was him under the helm. But anyway, um, anyway, Pittsburgh because two reasons: Najee Harris. Bro said review it and make sure that it's him under the helm. What did you think happened? Van Gundy was under there. He just cut his mullet before each game. <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I don't because he sucks, bro. And that's not what I thought we was getting when we got him. But anyway, oh, Big Ben and he been in the league four years, mind Yeah, he been in the league for a hot minute. He, he's not. It's not. It's not. Himself. It's not like he's just like a a Jimmy Grop. Like they never playing no plan. They just drafted him and have a backup. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. been in the league for. He was supposed yeah. to be the heir apparent to Ben. He was supposed to take over by now. If yeah. I had to bet my if, if I had to bet my life on it, I probably would just say, "Hey, bro, it ain't even worth it. It ain't even worth it, bro. Anyway, but right. anyway, anyway. So you got Pittsburgh. They haven't unleashed Najee Harris fully. Najee Harris still hasn't really found his full stride. He's a he's a f- sensational. I think he's the face of the Steelers right now. Um, we we don't have Juju. Chase Claypool uh is having get, dealing with double team. Washington is another player that. Is, is shining through the madness right now. Our defense is always going to be top five in the league. Uh, T.J. Watt be in and out the lineup with injuries. However, we always find a way to win. Like, we always figure out a way to win games when they close games, except last Sunday against the Lions. I don't, I don't know. That was just hard to watch. Like, the missed field goal to the fumble, it was just really, really hard to watch. It, it was probably – one of the saddest games I've seen in NFL football in a while. Lord, not so. they can start Haskins. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord Jesus. I, I prefer that actually, man, because Rudolph is. You know, you I, know, I'll tell you this. Coach Coach Thomas Wilcher, who now coaches for Michigan State, he said one thing in my freshman year that I, no, it was our soft freshman year. It was freshman year that I'll never forget. He said, if, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose with a new regime. I ain't going to lose with the same guys that I've been losing with this entire time. If I was if I was Mike Tomlin, hey, Mason, we know what you are. Sit this one out. Dwayne, 
Come, come. Let's see if we got, well, he got on, some juice. My thing is, is he on a one year deal, and you haven't even played him. You know what I mean? Like Big yeah. Ben's been out the lineup a couple games, and and Rudolph has came in there and threw three picks. Mm, mm. Okay. What, what right. else you got to lose? If he throw a pick, I mean, so is Rudolph. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Josh, who's the best of the five below? Talk I'm to me. With the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Even with a, a loss of Henry Ruggs, I still think they got a decent enough receiving core uh, for Derek Carr to throw the ball to, which I'm not calling Derek Carr an elite quarterback, but I definitely think that he's serviceable. Um, I think he's one of those quarterbacks. Th- Derek Carr is what everybody thought Matt Stafford was outside of Detroit because Matt Stafford was playing for Detroit. Everybody in Detroit knew Matt Stafford was great, but now that he's somewhere else, they can see that he's great. Derek Carr is what everybody thought Matt Stafford was. Okay. Which is okay. still a, a pretty good quarterback. Uh, they got a serviceable enough defense, and they can switch up with the running game a little bit in order to, to, to still be a decent team. I'm going with Las Vegas. Man, these, these five-win these five win teams are so perplexing. I start looking at four-win teams like, what's going Because the Saints, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you. If Jameis Winston is healthy, I go to Saints by a mile. Obviously, torn ACL, done for the year. Right. He's so the Saints are are out. They're they're definitely not your answer there. Then you look at the the AFC North where you got three five win teams where every team except the Ravens has won five. And I'm like the Pittsburgh Steelers are married to Ben Roethlisberger because those idiots said, oh we're gonna get Ben pieces to make the offense better and and we're gonna stick with Ben because he's gonna be upset with us if we draft another quarterback. Stupid. Now look at you. <laughs> well you, you gotta, gotta remember Gibbs. We always middle of the pack, so we never gonna get a top draft pick. So I kind of understand. Feel on that. But here's here's so here's what you do when that happens, right? You find a team. So like the San Francisco 49ers a couple years ago, you don't think that they would have traded uh, uh, their really high pick the year after they won the Super Bowl for Ben and your first for and you get Jimmy G and that high first. I'm wow. just saying. I'm just saying, you would have had an opportunity. It would have been there. It would have been there. I'm just saying. So, when, when you look at the AFC North, you got the Steelers who, again, I'm you're, you're tied to Ben Roethlisberger, so no. You just tried to lose a game against the Lions. Like, you have extended the Lions. It's not a winning streak, but it's a no-losing streak because we had a bye week, and then we tied a game, so... Congratulations, Lions fans. Two weeks in a row. No losses, baby. Anyway. <laughs> well, y'all can't go 0-17. You should thank us. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You can't go 0-17. Can't be the first team to go 0-17. So, uh, that brings me to the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. Oh, what a group. What a group. How dynamic they are offensively. How great Jamar Chase has been. Again, I'm not seeing it. I don't like... At the end of the day, the Bengals have just – they've ended up on the wrong side of too many games where it's like, you lost to who? You can't lose to the Bears. You can't lose to the Jets. You can't lose to the Jets with a backup quarterback, Mike White, and have me like, oh, yeah, you're good to go. Like, that's that's never going to happen. Um, and then you, you go to the Browns. The Browns are a dumpster fire. The Browns are the Browns for a reason. The state of Ohio should ban all football at the professional level at this point because only – only Ohio State can get the job done out of there. And Cincinnati, <laughs> apparently. Those are the only two places. But anywhere else, mm, you're looking real iffy. So, 
I would have to go. Oh, boy. This is tough to say, too. This is tough to say, and I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I don't want to say it, but I got to say it. <sighs> the best team with five wins this year is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes, I know they're a JV team out there in L.A. I know. I know that they're always going to be second fiddle to the Rams, even though the Rams just got there. But, I mean, they, they've got, at the end of the day, Herbert and company, I believe that they've been beaten by teams who are better than them most of the time. I can't say that about all the other five-win teams. Like, when I look at all of the Chargers' losses, I'm seeing games where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes right. sense for the most part. You lost to the Cowboys. You lost to the Ravens. You lost to the Pat. Ooh, the Vikings is the only one that's like, mm, mm, you can't lose that game. But, I mean, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. That's just one game. The rest, for the most part, you look at those and you say they make sense. I mean, so you live with those. So, that's my best of the five-win teams. And now, we've got to go on. Because we just talked about the five win teams and we just talked about the Cleveland Browns. Who did that OBJ saga make look worse? OBJ or the Browns? Talk to me. I would say the Browns. Because mm. even though yeah. we, uh, OBJ has garnered this reputation as a diva in this particular situation, I don't necessarily think he did anything wrong to why out of that situation, especially looking at. Um, how how well he's been performing on the season, and the fact that like they the, the, Baker can't get him the ball. Mm. Okay, okay, Chris, yeah, what you think? Like, if you look at some of them plays, man, OBJ is burning, chewing his man out, yeah, and, and spitting him out. It's like Baker, you gotta get him the ball. I don't care what you gotta do, but OBJ route running is ridiculous this year. Off of ACL tear, ridiculous. And he's not getting the ball. I mean, I know he didn't look good Sunday because he's learning the Rams playbook, learning what he where he could fit in, uh, with the leading touchdown receiver in Cooper Cup. But the Browns, it's no explanation for that game. Done. I'll tell you this. I have one simple rule about any beef, any disagreement, any once your parents get involved, you lost. <laughs> OBJ, I said the same thing with Drake and Pusha T, and I'm going to say the same thing right now, all right? OBJ's dad put up an 11-minute video of all the times that he was open. Uh, he put up that video, and I was just like, all right, some of those he was open. He was legitimately open. Sir, all of those are <laughs> NFL defensive backs have this fun thing called closing speed. Um, <laughs> they do this thing called baiting quarterbacks in the throws. So sometimes... Yeah. When the wide receiver appears to be open, the defensive back knows, ah, the wide receiver will be here. I will meet him here in order to take the ball from their offense. You don't want that pass going to your son. I promise. So, yeah, anytime your parents get involved, to me, as an adult, you're lost. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You, you got cooked, okay? And that's <laughs> OBJ. We knew that you were a diva already, but your pop's a diva too. Lord Jesus. Lord, the only thing we knew your pops for before was being on the team that lost to the team that went on to win the state championship at Friday Night Lights. That's the <laughs> only thing that we knew your dad for before this. And now, lo and behold, look at this. Lord Jesus, you hate to see it. You really do. But one thing that you love to see is some NBA predictions going correctly. Josh said the Warriors were the team to beat. He said it. And they've got the number one record in the league at 11-2. and two. So, with that being said, tell me, Josh, tell me, are 
not just are the Warriors legit, but on the East Coast, the Wizards, y'all said they was going to fall off. And this one don't seem as right. Are the Wizards legit as well? Talk to me. No. Oh, Lord. Okay. Even even if the, right. if the Wizards being legit means they're an eighth seed, then they're legit because that's how, the higher expectations that we gave them. I, I'm sorry, but the I'm way a, that they're playing, I see their, their floor is bro, a four seed right now. Bro, I see their floor is a four seed. Bro, floor? Bro, bro, bro. Four. Bro, Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. You forgetting who you talking about, bro. Let me break down this Wizards team. And then I'll let Gary talk all day about the Warriors. Gibbs pissing me off with this Wizards jump, bro. You forgetting who you talking about. Hey. Brad, Bradley Bill is what people want CJ McCullum to be in Portland. When I, and I say that, that's no disrespect at all. I say that to say no, we disrespect CJ McCollum on this show. We are glad well, to disrespect we, CJ McCollum <laughs> on this show. Listen, listen, listen. I say that to say Bradley Bill gonna miss a, a, a lot of games coming up. Bradley Bill, mm. look at the track record. He's gonna miss at least twenty games this year. Okay, okay. Now, what I will say the 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 surprise on the Wizards right now that people still figuring out the emergence of Spencer Dimwitty, something that a lot of people are not talking about. Spencer Dimwitty is what. John Wall was when he first came to the league. He's not quite where John Wall was when he was the top three point guard in the league, but he's where John Wall was when he came into the league. He's a Spencer Dinwiddie can be that 15 and 8, 15 and 7 guy, which is the perfect pair with Bradley Bill. Then you add KCP, the perfect 3 and D guy, 3 and D guy who's going to play the small four row. You add Kyle Kuzma, who's not really scoring the ball. He actually shooting his worst percentage in his most amount of minutes averaged ever. He's shooting terrible this year. But he's in the right situations. He's hitting big shots in the down the stretch. Then you got Montrez Harrell, who finally found himself after that LA drama. He's he's playing normal basketball. So the Wizards, yes, they look like they're just the real deal right now. But best believe Bradley Bill gonna miss some games. And mind you, Bradley Bill's still against the COVID shop, Gibbs. So he's going to miss a lot more games than probably 20 because oh, it's a lot Lord. of arenas. It's a lot of arenas that no, are no, not going to. You only got to test negative if you're going in. If you're going in, you only got to test negative. Even in New York and, and San Fran, you only got to test negative. If you work there, if you live there, you got to. Um, got. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what it is. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, but e- either way, Bradley Bill going to miss games. Like, That's look fair. at last year. Russ thrived. Because Bradley Beal was out of the lineup. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So that, that's all I'm going to say about the Wizards. The Wizards are, at worst, they're a play-in team. At best, they're a six seed just outside the play-in team. At best. Right. And that's because Bradley Beal probably going to average 30 in every game that he played. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, you go on about your Warriors not guiding. I, I just right. have to let that be. Right. If I we mean, start this Wizards narrative, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to retire. Lord Jesus, <laughs> Lord Jesus, show barely got a hundred. They need not a hundred episodes yet. Chris, like I'm out. I'm, I'm cooked. Y'all got me. Josh, what you thinking, man? Tell, tell us about your Warriors. Tell us how they doing it. Um, I mean, I just don't understand. The, the thing with the Warriors is I'm not understanding the narrative. I guess because KD was there, like the league got under this narrative that the Warriors forgot to play basketball. They still essentially have the same core. They still essentially have a lot of young guys that that constantly keep coming in and they want to play hungry. You can tell they're buying into the system. They're buying into the offense. They're buying into playing team defense because they come in and play the exact same way that other guys that they had come in and play the exact same way. 
So, um, I mean, I know they suffered from their injuries. I know we went through the KD saga, and they thought, hey, KD left, so, like, the Warriors forgot to play basketball. They still have the best shooter of all time. They still have Draymond, who even though he doesn't do the best uh, numbers on the box sheet, he still is a, a leader in the locker room, still leads on defense, still makes the right passes. And the other guys are coming in, and they're hungry, and they're seeing that they have an opportunity to win under these guys, and they're playing out of their mind. Wiggins is playing out of his mind. Gary Payton Jr. is playing out of his mind. Quinn, uh, uh, not Quinn Cook. Um, um, I'm blanking. He a baby Steph. Jordan Poole is playing out of his mind right now. Uh, Toscano is playing out of his mind. Damian Lee is playing out of his mind. And it's still a team where Kuminga isn't getting heavy minutes. Moody hasn't played. Clay hasn't played. And Wiseman hasn't played. Was Wiseman and Clay probably both back at the same time. I think yep. the emergence of, the, of Andrew Wiggins finally spreading his wings and being that three and D guy that he could be. He still ain't leave up to live up to his expectations being number one pick, and I don't think he, with his he, work ethic, he don't need he to ever lead up. He don't need to live up. I, he needs to be the Warriors need. I am saying this here now. I get you say Jordan Poole. I get you say James Wyden. Wiggins is the third option on that team offensively. Wiggins is also the second best defender on that team. You hearing out my mouth? Wiggins is the second best defender on that team. I know Clay. I have to see Clay move with that ACL and the Achilles tear. Yeah, the lateral movement, not the same. It's not going to be the same. Wiggins is the <laughs> second best defender on that team. I give it to Draymond right now, even though Draymond is in decline. But Wiggins is the second best defender on that team. If you watch, sit there and watch those Warriors games and don't notice how Wiggins is picking people up on defense, then you're not watching basketball correctly. Um, it gives like you got I'm, something to say. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. The Warriors are peaking at the wrong time. They're peaking 100%. at the wrong time. 100%. You but never want to be the peaking. team that peaking. Yes. They, they don't the have to always play like this. Jordan Bro, Poole the has name. always played like this? The Warriors have always played like this. Gary okay. Payton, wait, wait, wait. Gary Payton Jr. What we A lot of people, he's one of those guys, and I, I don't want to say this, but I got to say it. He's greatly benefited from his father's name. His defense yeah, has is. been his defense has been good in the NBA. He has not been what he is now in the NBA. Right? He's he looking played, like Tony Allen. Has out he there. played under this system? A system helps your individual defense. Literally, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Just think of this Warriors uh, dynasty. You could say it dates back to 2014, right? 2015. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you look at every player that they've grabbed and tried to plug into this system. They've bought into the system, and they've played great basketball with the exception of Harrison Barnes. I'm not sure. Well, that's not true. I'm not Harrison sure what Barnes the, did have a couple good years with the Warriors. David West? David West was hoping. Not at the level, not at great basketball for David West level. For his age, he was. He was washed at that point. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. I don't know what it is. When you walk into that Golden State facility, they put something into your veins to where your shooting percentage go up 10%. I am willing to bet any amount of money, any amount of money, this team is not the one seed at the end of the season, number one, and number two, that they're not going to be in the finals. I'm willing to bet whatever on that. I am willing to bet whatever on both of those. Okay, I said like this. We can agree. And here's why I agree with Gibbs. I'm willing to bet that too. Because you just named Damian Lee, Juan Toscano, and, and Kevin Looney, 
have you expecting to be scared? Of course they're doing their job. Ain't nobody else there to do a job. They got somebody got to do something. Okay, so so what team in the Western Conference are you about to see uh Damian Lee Utah Jazz. The floor? Utah Jazz. He was still thriving Utah Jazz. No, I'm saying, I'm saying if you walk a team out there against the Warriors, what team are you marching out there that's stopping that system in the Western Conference? Oh, it's a ton. Are you talking about like it's fully right. healthy? Are you talking about like fully healthy and ready to roll? Yeah. Because I can name three off the back of my head right now. Go. The Lakers. The uh, the Lakers. The, the what? I just forgot their name. The Jazz. Lakers ain't got enough the, lateral movement to stop that. Are you, you got Trevor Ariza? Are you being serious? You got, I'm serious. Yeah, the Lakers don't have serious? enough lateral movement. You got Trevor Ariza, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Rondo. Shooting the ball. The Lakers can't deal with a team that rotates listen, the ball. Listen, 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 <laughs> The Jazz, yes. Listen, and me, me as a We're... defender, Damian Lee shooting the three, I'm running back on offense. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm running back on offense. And also, we're seeing a bunch of players. How many of them have ever done anything? How many of them have ever pissed a drop in the playoffs? Remember last year, the Warriors were trending in the right direction. Everybody said, oh, the Lakers are looking bad. They're looking shaky. Oh, the Warriors going to take care of them in the, in the play-in. What happened in that first game? Oh, the Lakers ain't got nothing for the Warriors in this play-in. What happened? Lakers won by a point against a team that was dealing with injuries all season. And the, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Lakers You're telling weren't? me that the Lakers exactly. You're telling me that the Lakers were. The weren't. Lakers got two top five players in the league. Steph was out there with my team pre order pack players the whole season. The same players you just glorified. Exactly. This is the same. <laughs> Which team. weren't healthy. This is the same team. Which weren't healthy and are now playing exponentially better. It's a, it's an entire offseason where young guys got oh better God. and Lakers players got older. Listen, 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 bro. Listen. Last time we see Curry went on this run like this, right? What are you doing in the playoffs? Which one? Which one are we talking? He about? was gassed. He was that seventy-three and nine run when Curry was unanimous MVP. He was hurt, gassed, and hurt is two different things. He was gassed hold when on, they got to on. the playoffs. Those, those two are two different things, but they often go hand in hand. When you get gassed and you're still out there playing big minutes, trying to do what you do, you're gonna get hurt. That's just a, a, a reality right? of what's gonna happen. You're telling me that you're counting on Steph's ankles at his age to hold up with what he's doing Steph right now. Steph ain't had ankle season. issues in years. It's been his hip. It's been his back. It's been his wrist. His ankles have been fine for years. Either way, I don't trust Steph to play the entire bro, season. Bro, he, play, he playing like this the playoffs right now, bro. He going to eventually plateau and average his 30 a game. I give you that. Steph going to be Steph. You ain't stopping Steph. Steph probably win the MVP this year. Not, not going to hold you up. I was wrong. Now. I thought Kevin Durant was going to do it because Kyrie he lost Kyrie. But Steph probably will because he's taking these guys, making them seem like they're going to be a force to be working with. But the I'm not sold on. Steph yeah, I'm don't not know how to pace himself. He don't know how to pace himself for the whole season to say, you know what? No. It's not super important that I put up 50 against the Kings on a Tuesday when we're 11 and 2. Like, it's not necessary. No. It's not, and that is going to come back when you get into those playoffs. How I actually play some team, it's going to come back to bite you. How many fourth quarter minutes have you seen Steph play this year? Not many. Not He's many. resting entire fourth quarters. Yeah, now, early in the season. Right. Again, you're, you're describing a bunch of players who are playing out of their minds that they're not going to keep doing this. The law of averages says that you are who you are, and you cannot just all of a sudden become 10 shooting percent, 10%, 10% better of a shooter overnight. And they're missing 
a double-double guy and a guy that could potentially give you 20 a game. Okay. I, I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team, guys. I think they'd be the, the third-best team in the West. I think so. Already, already said at the start of the year, they're going to be a second seed. I right. said at the start of the year. I don't believe that. Still at this point. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. <laughs> don't believe it. I, I just, still don't believe it. I don't I think second seed is how- I don't understand why we think the Warriors forgot how to play basketball. They're still the Warriors. Again, no, I don't think that they don't. forgot how to play basketball. I don't think that they're a terrible team. I just think that they're all playing out of their minds right now. Good for them. I don't think they're going to hold. I don't. I also don't believe the Heat are going to hold where they are in the East. I don't. When teams get out of the gates this hot, when you watch a game, the Heat you're are just eight like, five. I'm sorry, where the Heat were a week ago. I knew they weren't going to hold that before this week. They were looking immaculate. And then it was like, all right, well, they're kind of cooling down now. That's all I'm saying there. That's all I'm saying. At the end of the day, I don't think that this what they're doing is sustainable. I never really think it is for teams that come out the gate this hot. But That's here's the me. difference between the Heat and, and the Warriors for me. A team like the Heat had a whole bunch of players that came out hot individually playing basketball. Regardless of how these players are playing, the Warriors' system is still going to be their system. That's fair. We'll, we'll, we'll see. In the words of Elder Barge and company, in the words of the Barge family, rather, time will reveal. <laughs> time will reveal, and we will see. But we out of time today, and we know y'all tired of us talking about the Warriors and the Heat and who ankles bad and who hips is bad. But come on back next week, and a week after that, and a week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, I know.